Thanks for joining us for our conversation this week. I'm Amy Tokas, co-host with Sandy Lane. This podcast, we are talking about gossip, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You want to hear a juicy story? If you're thinking yes, you might want to listen to the podcast. If you're thinking no, you might also want to listen. Always keeping it real. Thanks for listening to Your Real, Your Ideal. Enjoy the conversation. Good morning, Sandy. Happy podcast day. Good morning, Amy. Yes, happy podcast day. So last podcast, we talked about drama and it led to this conversation or topic of gossip. And, you know, we came to the conclusion with drama, there's good and bad, which was a mind blow to me. So you really, I mean, I've really been thinking about this because I kind of think I was being judgy Judy. I thought drama was always bad. And now I feel like I've put people in a box. Well, ditto same, because even that article that I shared with you after the last one about the adding drama to your marriage. And I was like, well, look at that, even having a little bit of excitement. So anyway, we're moving on from drama. We're going to talk about gossip and initial reaction is, Ooh, that feels yucky. I don't gossip. What about you? Oh, oh, of course I don't gossip. I don't like to be like, Amy, I don't, I'm a non-drama girl that do all those things. And I don't gossip and I don't go by people that gossip because I'm above that. (laughs) Oh, little miss perfect. I am. But then what I loved is as Amy and I we're having this conversation about pre-drama. Amy, whose daughter is delightful, tell about your daughter's podcast and maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking to my oldest Reagan about drama and she's like, drama's good. And she was like, and then we were, I don't know how we got on gossip, but she was like, mom, there's this really good podcast called normal gossip gossip is good. And I was just like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And she is not a dramatic person. She's not a gossipy person. Like I would never, at least not that I see. And so I was like, wow, this is so interesting coming from her. So did a little research, listened to normal gossip last night. And did you one too? Yep. I listened to one. I think you listened to two. I listened to two and yes. So first starting out, I want to define gossip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is important to our discussion and gossip is evaluative talk about a person who is not present. Doesn't say it's negative. Doesn't say it's bad. Doesn't say it's good. Just it's talking okay. about, you're not telling your story. You're telling someone else's story. You're telling someone else's story. It's a secondhand narrative. Okay. Additionally, it's the process of informally communicating value-laden information about members of a social setting. I thought that was interesting. It's an interesting definition because one of the things that came to light was gossiping is a lot has a lot to do with norm setting. So you're communicating norms. So if somebody is 
acting outside of norms, right? You communicate it to others to kind of let everybody know, all right, this is not what we do, you know? So, um, maybe you're talking about a child that chews with their mouth open. I mean, it's not good. It's not bad. It's not hurtful. I'll say it's not hurtful. How about that? They're not in the room, but you're like, oh yeah, my, my son or my daughter choose with their mouth open. And then it's like, all right, I'm setting the norm of this is not acceptable behavior. Right. You know, they, and so it's just sharing. So anyway, thoughts on those definitions. The, the initial is back to, it doesn't say the word negative. My definition of gossip is negative talk that I never, I, I wouldn't have put it to those words of social norms, but that's a great way to conceptualize what it is. Right. But the fact that it can be good, bad, or neutral, and also storytelling. I mean, you read fiction, you watch movies again, that's not on real people. Right. But people are entertained by storytelling, right? We all like to hear a good story. Um, the definition, I went back to it too. And cause it's like, okay, just like drama. I thought of drop drama is bad. Gossip is bad. I'm not that let's achieve not to be that. But instead, you know, how do you dissect it to make it, um, to make it worthwhile? So I, I tell you, my, my reaction is I'm glad that you described it, that we've read through it because it sheds a whole new light to the small talk and being more aware of what the conversations are. Because one thing when, when you and I were talking then about gossip, you know, you brought up people you knew that like to gossip and they're great people and they're not doing anything bad. And I thought, oh, my grandma, oh, she loved her hen parties. You know, my grandma loved to gossip, but, you know, were there sometimes it went bad? Maybe, you know, that if the person was in the room, they wouldn't so much like it, but it was more keeping up on what's going on in town and what, what, how are they coming with the latest remodel at the library and who's going to be the librarian, but they called it the hen party because the, the the quilters would get together and they love that little time to have coffee quilt and gossip. Porch rules. My, my father-in-law loves to gossip. And I, I actually got a pillow that said, cause he called it porch time. You know, you can't call it a hen party for the guys it's porch time. And it's a drink at the end of the day and they're gossiping. Right. Was it yeah. all positive? No, but I tell you a majority of it is shooting the shit, Right just neutral because that, that, and that's exactly one of the, the researcher articles I read. It said most gossip is neutral. Okay. And so you can be talking about somebody and it's just neutral. It's not, it's just information. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just information. Um, one of the things that I also read was it is also a lot about grounding us and, and testing what we, how we feel and think about things and trying to figure that out. So sometimes when we gossip to somebody that we trust, we're sharing a story about someone else, which is 
this narrow gossip, that podcast, that's kind of what they do. Mm -hmm. And they go back and forth and they're discussing little parts, each part of the story, they kind of have a conversation about, okay, so what do you think about this? And they kind of feel each other out of, um, where, where are my values? What do I think? And it's just kind of establishing yourself better. Does that make sense? I, I feel like, you know, what I think of with the podcast is they're telling a very specific story, but it's about somebody they don't know. And that makes it so much easier because sometimes there are what I, you know, neutral stories, but you're afraid you're going to offend someone. So I call those my non-bloggable stories. I've got some great stories with great life lessons that maybe take some humor on people, or there's a bit of uncertainty, whether they think it's funny or informational or give sharing their dirty laundry. And so I, I love the podcast because they were talking in detail about people's stories. They were doing storytelling, but no one could be harmed and they could openly talk about what to do or not to do because they didn't have the risk of offending someone. Right. Right. Cause it's anonymous. Right. And also I will tell you the stories are submitted. So it's not like they're going out and finding the stories. Stories are submitted and they share this whole story. All right. So that brings me to this because you said something about, is it helpful or this think acronym? I don't know if you remember at the kids school mm-hmm. when they were little, they had it posted on the wall. I just remember. It. I just think. know we got, we got a lot of stop and thinks in my family. Yeah. So oh, yeah, <laughs> we had a few too, but this is something different. We got a lot. <laughs> Maybe it, maybe the thing had to do with that, but I don't know. Um, the acronym is, is it true when you're talking about somebody? Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Well, that's good. I should have paid attention to that. It might've helped us all from some stop and thanks over the years. (laughs) Well, I found this in here too, in my research. So, but here's, here's the, but to that thing is sometimes you think information is helpful and it can also be hurtful. Mm -hmm. So it's not kind, but it's helpful. And here's the example I was thinking about is there are groups of people who are discriminated against, you know, people are outright mean to them. And the gossip that they share in their community is about protecting each other and sharing, you know, it's not going to be kind that this person does not like people like us. I wouldn't go to their store. I wouldn't shop at their shop, whatever it is, or, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I would try not to work with them because they do not like people like us and they outwardly don't. So there's some uh, community building around that type of gossip. And it's not kind because they're, they're not being kind people. Right. That's a great point. And that's, I loved the podcast just because of the, 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 they could be so open about what they were talking about. They could be so open 
and they were good stories, you know, and she was a good storyteller and it was back to gossip. I was very engaged in, if I tell you, and I'm not the summary of the story that took that you'd be like, wow, that's a long time. You know, they talked an hour about this, but there's a reason that we had like over coffee, over drinks, over to share in-depth stories. And we find them interesting. And we feel, we feel energized when we leave because they were dissecting it. What would I have done? What would have been right? And it would have followed all of the thing, you know, they were dropping a few F-bombs when they were telling the story, but, um, there's something about the, you don't want to offend because you want to be kind. So that's where you get into a touchy part of telling secondhand narratives is you could easily offend, or some people might not want their stories told. You know, yeah. a good example I could think was just using school, school, sports, kids, when we had kids, well, we still have kids, we have adults. When yeah. we have, when we had children that were kids, it was so easy to observe other people's parenting and maybe it's how kids acted and just think, oh, you know, uh, Jimmy threw a fit at uh, a baseball game, a t-ball game, because he didn't get a snack before he played. And we observed how the mother responded. And later we weren't saying anything bad about the mother, but we'd say, oh gosh, what would I have done in that situation? But the reality is the last thing that mother would have wanted was for us to talk about the situation. But, you know, again, as an example, we were neutral, but yet you've already offended by talking about something that somebody probably didn't want talked about. And that's right. a simple example, but you can offend just by sharing a story that belongs to somebody that they don't want discussed. You know what, Sandy, that's a great point. Cause I think about, uh, Tom and I, when our kids were young and we would see things, we would see parents doing things that maybe weren't in an align with what we would do. We often had conversations about it and the, you know, the person that we were talking about probably wouldn't have appreciated that, but it helped us create alignment so that we're like, all right, so this happened. I, I saw this, you know, I don't know that I would have done that. And then it's, it's a whole conversation about us getting, on the same page of how we want to parent our children. And so I think parenting is probably a big gossip point for young parents. And here, I think you bring up a great point. It depends on who you're gossiping with. So if you are having this conversation with Tom versus you can't wait to go across the street to the neighbor and say, what did you think about Tommy? Example I'll give to you, this isn't kids yeah. or parenting, but when I was early in my years at Lutz, in fact, like maybe the first year, a partner had left and they announced it at a meeting. And the first thing I did is I went back to my landline, picked up my phone and called a former employee and said, guess what? So-and-so is leaving. Yeah. And I got called on it because there was somebody overheard me, one of the, the, the secretary to the main partner. And they were very... And they had somebody pull me aside and say, you know, when we make announcements in the company, our expectation is to inform our employees and not for you to pick up the phone and call a former employee. Yes, they would have found out, but back to what was my 
I, I wanted to, I wanted to be the first to tell the news to put it out in the air. So that wasn't positive. That wasn't even neutral. Did I cause any harm with that person to found out? But look at who I shared it with. It wasn't like me turning to somebody who was my cube mate and saying, what do you think about that? Yeah. Totally different audience. I, I think it has a lot to do with your intention and here, but here's the, my intention was to negative gossip. I'm just going to say a lot of times that was my intention and talking to Tom about parenting stuff, because it was to validate that. I'm a better mom than that person because that this is what I think. <laughs> you know, I would never do that, or I would do that because I'm just as good as they are, whatever it is. But it was like it was validating me. Um, so this think approach, I have issues with it because it's very easy to justify whether something's helpful or not. Okay. I think it's, it's debatable on almost everything, you know, I think a lot of gossiping, you do a lot of internal justification, why it's okay to say what you say. Cause my knee jerk reaction when called, we're both being honest now, but yeah. my knee jerk reaction is what did I do wrong? Because yeah. who's going to find out they never said this was a secret. Nobody said, don't tell, you know? So that was, I justified it that it was helpful because it really wasn't a secret. So why not she hear it from me? Yeah, right. I want to justify the entire think approach if I wanted to with that situation. Oh, you can totally, I think you can justify anything. (laughs) And you're justifying. But that's the good reason to talk about stuff with trusted people because then you're testing it out. And if you, you have, if you're with people who have the same types of values as you, they'll say, you know what, we probably shouldn't talk about this anymore. Like this is probably not a good idea. You know, I'm glad we kind of, but I'm not going to share with anybody else that it's just a little bit of a, and I do have people like that in my life that I completely trust with secrets. I trust with my secrets. I trust with, um, other things that I've seen or heard that I just want to talk to somebody about and try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So you, you just triggered something that I completely forgot about. And since my husband doesn't listen to this, I'll share the story because I think we ended up handling it. Well, he had a really good friend that was living with him during the week, uh, his best friend. And would go back to wherever he lived, would fly in and out. And so he had a firsthand observation early when Garrett and I were dating. And somehow this friend and I got to talking about how we were worried that Garrett had too much screen time and wasn't putting enough time toward the kids because he was trying to run his own business, be a single dad. And we're like, gosh, he's just spending too much time in front of too much screen time, too much work time on his computer. And we started strategizing on what to do. Well, pretty soon we would talk on the phone once in a while about it, but it turned a corner from there's a problem. How can we resolve this to feeling like we were talking behind his back? Like we were us again. I don't know. It just got to this weird feeling of this doesn't seem right that we're having these conversations behind his back. And we just stopped it. We, I think we, there was a conversation that it's almost like we both knew that something was 
didn't feel right about having the, having this uh, narrative without him in the middle of the conversation. And we just said, okay, we'll just both try to do our best to help and encourage and help yeah. him out. So he doesn't have to have so much time, you know, give him more time. Um, and then we just stopped, but it was, there, there was just a point where we just both felt like, okay, this is, this doesn't feel right anymore. It doesn't feel positive anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And internally something, or one of you spoke up. Thankfully. Felt like we were reporting on what he was doing and talking behind his back. That's what it, it felt like. It's like that wasn't the intent of where this started. To right, right. And say, what are you seeing? Well, this is what I'm seeing. <laughs> big, big, big wife. Big. I was gonna say big brother, but it's like big wife and big friend. Big brother. Well, big girlfriend. Whatever. <laughs> the intention started going good, but started going good. The intention was good, and I think it was positive and positive went to neutral and neutral went to negative. And part of that is just acknowledging when something takes a, a turn and, and your point on whether you're talking to a friend, you could start out with great intentions, like the kid who was throwing the fit that you have a small conversation saying, Oh gosh, I think I'd pull, you know, how, how would you handle that? You know, our kids have done similar things to, Oh, how do you think Johnny's going to behave today at the game? You know, now it's taken a negative turn. Right. Exactly. Cause you're starting to judge. So have you ever that you remember spread something that's not true? I'm sure I have. I, uh, I, I have a specific example. So think on it. Okay. Um, one time somebody told me that a friend's husband had lost their job. Okay. So I then shared it with somebody else who was a neighbor of that person, just as a, not as not to be gossipy, but so just so you know, I think they lost, you know, somebody told me they lost their job. So it was actually more to help and to be supportive. Like, how can we help them? That was how I'm justifying that. (laughs) You can hear me justifying and my, my friend was like, that's not true. I was just with them yesterday and they're, they're working. They're fine. They haven't lost their job. And it was a little like a, oh my gosh, like I just got called out. And this is how I know my love language. Whenever I'm called out on stuff, it sticks with me for a long time. (laughs) Words, words are my love language. But, um, so very interesting. Cause this is probably 15 years ago that this happened. And I still remember getting called out and like, being, oh my gosh, I feel horrible that I told somebody something that wasn't true. Right. So you, gosh, I'm going deep. It's like really going back in the recesses of my brain. So back to love language, this is probably why too. So back in the day when my marriage was starting to go on the rocks, my husband at the time, um, shared with me that someone at school was getting divorced, was going through a divorce. And I told another friend, I, I only knew we were at the time. What's funny is this person ended up being a really good friend of mine, but at the time we were in the same, we, we had a mutual friend and the person. So I told another friend who was closer to her and said, I heard they're getting divorced. And the person who I said was getting divorced called me and said, 
where did you hear this? We haven't even told our kids yet. I would really appreciate you not telling anyone, you know, this is like hot off the press. And I literally in 24 hours. And she said, where did you hear this? And I said, I heard from Scott and uh, I'm like, I, I, I don't know, you know, so part of it back to my defense mechanism, but I'm like, I heard it from Scott. He told me and, um, what ended up happening, it ended up being this untangled with this web because at the time Scott had a circle of friends that I wasn't really communicating with and he found out through them. And then I ended up getting in trouble on the other side because I wasn't, Scott wasn't supposed to tell. I mean, the whole thing, my point of bringing up this example was it was this tangled web and me trying to justify it as Scott told me, I was gossiping because, and it was, I would say it was neutral, but is there a reason I needed to tell her closer friend and say, I kind of wanted to feel like I was in the know, I think. I think that was my, oh, I heard, but it created a bomb because this person kept calling all the tentacles because she was pissed because her right. point was, I haven't even told my kids yet. And right. I was the leak of all these people, you know, that somehow spread it around, but it ended up being a bomb. I guess the good news is I've ended up, you know, 10 years later, ended up being a good friend with this person, but I, yeah, I spread this and created a really at the time it felt like an atomic bomb because she kept going, who told you, who told you, who told you? And she was probably, I'm sure in a bad place at the point, but she wasn't going to let it go. And I was the one who created it. Right. And she would say you were gossiping in a negative context because I was, I was, well, but if it had been a few weeks later and the kids already knew, right. Then wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but since they were still trying to protect the kid. It was a domino effect of blame too, because every person in that chain was a gossip, except for the friend that I told that called her directly, right? right? Everybody else. So if you followed those dominoes, every person was guilty of negative gossip, but everyone blamed the person that they told in secrecy for telling. Yeah. So <laughs> I ultimately got blamed because I had no one else to blame, right? And so literally there was a chain of like eight people that went down over this. <laughs> this all happened within like 24 hours. <laughs> Right. So have you ever watched Gossip Girl? No, but I love how it sounds. That's the title. (laughs) I've never watched it either. But before this, I was like, I'm going to go and just see what this Gossip Girl is about. And there's an HBO show, I guess. I don't. I've heard good things about it. I think it was a movie, but now it's a HBO show. I don't know. But anyway, I found this little preview and I clicked it. And the thing that they said in the closing is there's a, so apparently there's somebody who's watching and gossiping on everybody. And it says, she goes, I see you. And when I'm done, you will see you too. And I thought, wow, (laughs) like, so I almost feel like she's harnessing gossip to point out you know, maybe bad things that people are doing to, um, to make them realize people are watching them. So they better behave. Otherwise they're going to, other people are going to know. The best detectives and my favorite, all my Agatha Christie's are gossipy, you know, 
Miss Marble doesn't miss a beat. You know, at the end of the day, she doesn't miss anything. And everybody talking with each other, that's where she gets all of her facts. And right. and obviously, when you're uncovering what somebody's really like, that's how you're going to do it, right? Right. Yeah. It's interesting. So there is such a thing as positive gossip. There's neutral gossip. There's negative gossip. That's the stuff that's hurtful. Um, I did read a statistic that men gossip just as much as women, because I think it is kind of an assumption that women gossip more, but men gossip just as much. And also that negative gossip out most gossips neutral, but negative gossip outpaces positive gossip two to one. Negative gossip outpaces that negative outpaces positive two to one. And then where does neutral stand? Their neutral is dominant. Okay. Most, most gossip, when we consider gossip, talking about somebody who's not in the room, you know, it could be, Hey, Sandy got a promotion. Hey, Sandy did a presentation today. That's neutral. You know what I mean? It's just neutral. It's just information about that person. That's not there. That's the majority of what is happening. And we're talking a lot about positive and neutral just to give it a new light because everyone knows the negative, but the negative being the positive to somebody who's being negative is good to get them out of that hole because it's so easy to go into negative gossip when you have your own insecurities or you want to push somebody down and make yourself feel better. You know, the parenting, I would never do that. The divorce. Oh, I knew there was issues. You know, negative gossip is easy and it's kind of like eating the bag of Doritos while watching a movie. It feels really good while you do it, but it's pretty, you feel pretty crappy when you're done. Right. Yeah. And so stopping it and saying, reframing the conversation, because it's easy to start going down that way and putting those damn Doritos away is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's not, it a bad only thing. feels good in the moment. You can very easily say, you know, I'm not comfortable with this conversation. Let's talk about something else. Or and change, change the down. narrative too. Garrett's really good about that, about when people will start, he'll, he'll pick up on negative. He's very good about this, about negative gossip that he'll say, oh, so, so-and-so he'd been at that job. Well, good for him. Has he gotten a new job yet? You know, yeah. if it was about the, he, and he's yeah. very He's very good at shifting. And for me, if it's more pointed, he's like, well, what, why, why do you care? Why are you bringing this up? Right. What's why, the point are, yes. What are if your intentions? But if it's a bigger group where it's like, oh, so-and-so selling their house, do you think they can afford it? You know, right. Right, can right. I, do I have time for one really quick story? It's kind yes. of funny. Okay. So we moved here, bought the house, anybody buy a house, uh, real estate taxes, it's always kind of bought into the closing. And bottom line is after we bought this house, real estate taxes never crossed our mind. You know, a lot of times it's out of sight, out of mind, because they're either in the escrow, you know, you've prepaid them. Anyway, here, Durango's a smaller town. Literally, I'm reading the newspaper and they have the flyer about the naughty list. If people haven't paid their real estate taxes, it's nine months after we moved in. We were on the naughty list. Like people can buy your house. In the I, paper. I'm dying in the paper, like in the middle section of the paper. I'm calling very funny story because they're like, oh, he mailed it to you twice and back to small town government. I'm like, 
the, whatever, you know, it probably went to the old owner is probably what happened. Who knows what the mix up was. I found out later that, um, you know, one, like a neighbor well, so-and-so they said, you know, you guys, you can't even pay your real estate taxes, you know? So the gossip that probably was ensued by that conversation. And do you want to know my gut reaction is it's kind of a good thing that people think that you have money problems because they don't ask you for any. Like I haven't been asked to give to this, that, or the other. It's a great thing to fly below radar, you know? <laughs> That's so, hilarious. You could spin yourself on the negative gossip, right? Like how do I rectify that? Do I put something in the paper and say, we can't afford our real estate taxes? Right, right. right. Or you start telling everybody. Being defensive about it. Oh, the city messed up. And, you know, just. Or telling everybody, which is a natural reaction. If people right. know people of gossip, they want to clear the story. But I actually think that makes things worse. Shit happens. People people gossip about things I don't even know about and whatever. Right. And this happened and it worked out well for you because nobody asked you for money now. <laughs> Oh, they can't afford to come to our benefits. They can't afford to come to our benefits. We're just, we're just going to leave. Maybe we need a benefit for them. I love it. Okay. Let's do real and ideal really quick because we've been chatting a long time on this because this is an interesting spin. It flips the perspective. Um, what's the real of gossip? Gossip always exists, but it's not always negative. It can be, it's most negative, but it's good and neutral too. Yes. yes. Good. Great summary. Okay. Ideal. Try to shift negative gossip. It's going to happen. It's going to come up, acknowledge when it happens and try to reframe the conversation to at least neutral. And if it gets to neutral, stop it and don't kick yourself for uh, positive gossip and don't down people or make claims to be better than everyone else because we all gossip just try to push it to the positive side yes well done sandy okay so i'm just going to mention something really quick one of the things i love about me being johnny and you being ed is <laughs> you can redirect me but <laughs> no that i get to ask you the question and you get to answer <laughs> All right. I'm glad our <laughs> audience is older because I, the Johnny and Ed, not yeah. everybody gets that anymore. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure they'll ask us if they don't. All right. Thank you, Sandy. Have a good Thanks, day. Thanks, Amy. You too. Bye.